What is up, you beautiful fucking people? Listen, I really, really want to know if you are interested in rebranding or repositioning your business, if you want to come and fuck with some of the guys who have done it the best, October 19th and 20th at the Self-Made Summit here in Charlotte, North Carolina, I have compiled a group of the best micro gym owners who have done exactly that, started as CrossFit gyms, wanted to break it, become something bigger, something different, something that would make them unique and truly catapult their business, and that's exactly what they did. I have got Metabolic and the founders, Brandon and Kirk, coming. I've got Alchemy 365 with their founder, Mike Jones. I have got Steve Pingerton, who created Vitality Fitness and EvoFit, probably one of the most successful bootcamp versions to ever hit a CrossFit gym scene. And then we've got myself with Urban Movement, Joe Tabaldi, the founder of Flex, and a branding and marketing coach that'll take the ideas in your brain that you can't really put together, they're too abstract, and they will. he will help you figure that out for your business we're going to be, they're doing, you know, large, you know, these keynotes, they're going to be speaking for an hour on, on their topics of their specialty and how they did it. They're going to be getting into small groups with you. You'll be sitting side by side. You can literally touch Brandon at Metabolic or ask Mike Jones at Alchemy, you know, about a, creating a class concept that's brand new. You can talk to Steve Pinkerton about building a building, about becoming a landlord. How about, you know, creating a boot camp model that is truly unique. I'll be there. You can fuck with me. You guys, you listen to my stuff though. You know me through and through. I'm not talking about me, but these guys, you'll never again probably have a chance to be as close to these guys as you will at this event. The Self-Made Summit tickets are available now. Link is in my Instagram bio. Go there, get signed up. Hope to see you. Now let's get into the fucking podcast. Why you're even sitting here talking to me, but anyway, I'm going to like, this is just part of the shtick, but anything that we talk about, confidential, anything like that, will not get included. Okay. This will literally be condensed down into a four minute piece of the fucking blog, cool. to be honest with you. Cool. So. so, basically, what I am looking to do is, and I don't think this exists in Charlotte, and I think Nick mentioned to you, it's been proven in other markets, specifically Hoboken, which is totally oversaturated at this point, but I want to do a do a lean startup concept so I don't want to do like a lot of equipment or anything like that um, I want to start small and see where it goes and see if the market down there actually bites so women obviously a women's only facility um, is niche it's not new but it's niche it's yeah. not you're right there's not a lot of that down there there was one down in um, uptown Charlotte back in 2009 10 and 11 it, it didn't last long and just because uptown rents are very expensive yeah. and you got you've got to be if you're gonna go all in on women You've got to do it all right. Everything yeah. from the retail to the experience right. in general. Exactly, um, and that's something that's really important to me. I almost want to do like a borderline lifestyle brand. So there's branding around it. There's like the clothing and everything which becomes secondary. Um, but the marketing would be huge, right? Like you got to go towards like the Instagram market and get out that way, especially if you want to go towards 20 and 30 something. Sure. Because I think that would be my key market too. So almost like the South End type of vibe. Because to me that echoes Hoboken and Jersey City and all that great stuff in there. So how much, what's the South End Charlotte experience so, so thus far, like to get a feel for the culture? That I've experienced yeah. or just you think in yeah, general? Yeah, yeah, no, for you. So I think it's like the people that are into like Instagram, right? They're huge in Instagram. They like the good vibes only type of thing, right? They like to brunch their foot traffic. They like things that are easily accessible. Um, it's trendy, 
it's super trendy. Sure. Um, so I think some of the trends around fitness and everything would resonate really well there as well. They're so brand oriented. Have, have you spent it? How much time have you spent in like the South End area? Like just kind of getting a good feel for it and all that. Yeah. So not honestly, not a yeah. ton. Um, where we live now is down by Nick and Colleen. Yeah, yeah. So South End would be somewhere that I would go to like brunch or something sure. like that. Right. Go out to eat, go to breweries, yep. something like that. I would. I could not recommend enough. So uh, I'm putting on this event, this uh, two-day business summit called the Self Made Summit, and it's it's essentially it's geared towards what I call micro gyms, mm -hmm. you know, boutique studios that are in the rebranding phase. Yeah. A lot of uh, especially like CrossFit gyms and things like that are in this phase of wanting to do something a little bit different, wanting to rebrand. Anyway, that Friday. I have all these gyms flying in, and I'm having them do just a little bar crawl. Because look, yeah. on this road here, you will have Barry's Boot Camp, right. Orange Theory, right. Metabolic, Urban yeah. Movement, F45, Eat the Frog, um, Iron Tribe, mm -hmm. just a plethora of boutique studios that everyone yeah. that you're talking about is currently at. Yeah. And to go there and experience their shit and see what is it like, like what is it that Flywheel's doing that's working? Yeah. Right? What is it that it isn't working? Yeah. Right, like the one, the studios that are really having a hard time, Tread Happy. Tread Happy is the spin studio with treadmills and it's a running studio. Yeah. Kind of like, what is it that everyone's doing that's working and not working? I couldn't recommend to do that enough. Because you're right, South End is, um, it's millennial and it's young and it's trendy. But so is Houston, and so is Denver, and so are all these other cities yeah, where yeah. there's large growing markets. It's just figuring out what is gonna be the niche. So if I were to ask you on the, the fitness methodology of this thing, yeah. what makes this thing different yeah. than a and Pilates studio? Or like what kind, right. of, what kind of methodology is so it? So from the studios like this that I experienced in the past in Hoboken, which again, very oversaturated. Why did I pick that gym? I stayed at that gym for almost 10 years. That's sure. a long time to be dedicated to one gym. Sure. And it was honestly... Was it convenience or community? Yes, both. So it was walkable. Kill was, one, marry one. Which one do you kill? Um, Had they moved seven miles away? The only issues with this is I struggle with the word community in the fitness sense because it becomes such a buzzword. So that's why I don't so want to say that. I fucking hate the word. I don't want to say I it. I absolutely hate it. And I think it was, it was more brand. Okay, so let's go community or culture? Culture. Okay, I'm sorry, convenience or culture? Oh. Convenience or culture? I said that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so convenience or culture? Um, seven miles away, they move, and yeah. now adds. It's 15. culture. Okay. It's a hundred percent culture for me because there was also before Hoboken got uh, Soul Cycle. Yeah. I was going to Short Hills to go. Sure. Soul Cycle. Yeah, yeah. Like I knew what yeah. that was. I knew what I was going to get. And to me, I always come back to the energy and the passion and that feeling that you get that you want to take away with you 100%. and keep all week long. So that's what's important to me. Um, and I think that's why finding like a culture or community yeah. of instructors that can do different types of classes but keep that energy and that music and that vibe to be sure. trendy, right? That's what makes people return. That's yeah. the return customer. So going back to it, what is the methodology? Someone comes in, what are they doing in a class? Is it? So I think it depends. So I would say overall there would be different types of offerings, probably 45 to 50 minutes each where you would focus. Maybe it's upper body, maybe it's lower sure. body. It's free weights. It's those, the equipment that's not like the big machines or anything like that. It's the bands, it's the sliders, it's all sure. that stuff. Maybe it's a circuit, like a boot camp. Yeah, boot burn boot. camp, yeah. exactly. Type of yeah. course. Maybe it's a blended class. Sure. Maybe there's 10 to 15 bikes, small. I want to sure. keep it smaller. I don't want to do big classes. Maybe two are going on at once. 
but I don't want anything big. Sure. 10 to 15, that's it. Got it. So at 10 to 15, whenever you're gonna take the quantity of participants down low, that yeah. revenue per class is better yes. be fucking high. Right. So right. you look at a gym like ours, $190 a month, the average right. person comes 12 times a week. If yeah. we don't generate around 15, let's call it 12 to $15 a class, mm -hmm. that's like my threshold. Right. Like that's that's the bare minimum of what we wanna generate right. per class. Um, if you're gonna go 10 to 15, you're gonna need to be 2X. So a great thing I love uh, when gym owners come on site, and especially if they have like a CrossFit-esque or this kind of gym, mm -hmm. where all this space, and I take them in that spin studio, I'm like, that thing sells out at 23 bucks per class yeah. at 30 fucking bikes. Mm -hmm. You have a five, $600 per class revenue, yeah. and you can run that four to five, six times a day. Mm -hmm. um, you've gotta figure out that that macro, I'm sorry, that micro level math at the very yeah. most. So if you're gonna go 10 to 15, cool. You've got to be more expensive than everybody else because right. every other studio in this area is shooting for this 30 to 45 number, which allows them to play with a lower price yeah. point. So that just becomes one of the, the big differences when you get into it. And I think that's why it's important to create that additional experience too. I think that's one of the most important things. Sure. How do you create that space, yeah. right? So when you think of like where you were going or even SoulCycle, you know, you, you leave there and you talk about the experience. What is it? It's not that the workout was the best. It's no. not that the music was the best. It's, I mean, it was all the little things, right? Exactly. But for you, what, what really made the experience as a consumer, not yeah. even as a business mindset? So for me, it was the consistency and knowing that place was there. Eventually, that wasn't like, it, it's what got me hooked. Sure. And it kept me there for all that time. And I think that's why targeting the 20 to 30 somethings is really important, especially with this type of experience because you're going through a lot of different life changes, so to have that one constant is really, really, really important. So it's that I was able to come and get whatever I needed on that particular day. Yep. Whether it was, I just need to sit on the bike and roll my legs and listen to some good music yeah. and have somebody say nice things, sure. or I need to be physically challenged, or I need to be mentally challenged. Because there was such a variety of things under that same roof, that's why I kept going back. Okay. So then, when I, when I talk to someone about creating a, like crafting your CX, Right, and you look at everyone else is trying to do this. So everyone is trying to do exactly what you're what you're yeah. saying. Um, how does it actually manifest? So, like when I think about about it as ways like uh, Orange Theory. Yeah. If it's your very first day, you will literally get a picture message, text message from staff, mm -hmm. and it's a bunch of them people live in front of the front desk holding a sign saying, "We can't wait to meet you, Rachel." Mm -hmm. Like like a little text message like that yeah. can make it. That, that's a differentiator between most studios when you go into. Mm -hmm. um, when you're done here, you get a cold spa scented towel at the end of your yeah. workout to go over your face. Just yeah. little itty bitty things, things that anybody can replicate. Right. And that's the other thing too, is an experience, you know, it, when you're the cheapest, the fastest, the quickest, the largest, the best, the first, the only, that gets all replicated really, really yeah, quick. Yeah. Those are just unique sales propositions anybody can fucking grab. Mm -hmm. um, but when you actually have something, some cool uniques to it, that you know, that's what SoulCycle did. They were the first very zen, yes. like yoga affirmations. Yeah. It was, you know, inward focus groups, you know, spin classes. Mm -hmm. um, you look at companies like Alchemy 365, which they blended pull-ups and squats and deadlifts with yoga, interwoven right. into one class, and that, that's really unique. Um, Metabolic, which is down here, which they did, they literally were the antithesis to CrossFit. No barbell, interval-based, and in a very small footprint. Mm -hmm. And instead of what you, these monstrosities, big-ass facilities that, that everyone else was running with. With your model, and like again, if you're thinking South End being the market, you're looking at rental rates, 
right. 30 to 38 bucks a square foot. Right. Um, it's a very competitive commercial real estate market. Mm -hmm. And it is, I mean, the amount of startup cash to really be south end centered yeah. is crazy right now. Not, it's not doable. It just, it's going to be, a, depending on how lean you want to start. Right. So, and, and I do think I do want to start lean and grow just in case. <laughs> Again, yeah. I'm not super familiar with this market. Sure. I come from New Jersey. Yeah, I'm familiar yeah, yeah. with that market. So I definitely want to start smaller, grow. Um, and by grow, I don't mean necessarily larger classes. I don't think I mean that at all. I mean, potentially different yeah. spots, whatever. Um, so I do think my market is still like the yuppies, the Henrys, again, the 20 to 30 somethings that can afford a premium price to go to a class. Sure. So if it's, and I think foot traffic's important. I think the ease of getting to the location is very important. 100%. Um, so if it's not South End in Charlotte, what, what other areas would you recommend? So I was in the hotbed of South End for the, all the years when, my, I, when yeah. I first opened my business. And we were right there, like, Everyone tailgate, we'd have tailgating lot of over 200 cars. So every Sunday people were there, my giant 30 foot sign was there and people would come in and use the restroom. Yeah. They just, <laughs> oh my God, you couldn't have asked for yeah. better visibility right next to the stadium. Right. But when I wanted to get into commercial real estate and I purchased this property, mm -hmm. you kind of have to, and again, whether you're looking to purchase or whether you're looking to just set up shop on the lean, yeah. you got to get to the party early. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you drove around here, this ain't fucking pretty. Like, there's not a fucking, there's not a West Elm across the street. Right, right, right. Now, all these warehouses here just got purchased within the next two years. This yeah. will be, you won't be able to tell the difference between South End and this place. Yeah. Which is cool, and you just gotta be like, hunker down. Yeah. And I've had to tell Ride or Die, I've had to tell the coffee shop, it's not what it will be. So you better have your finances in line to yeah. realize you're gonna be weathering a storm and you're gonna be begging and scraps and nickel and dime 1% of the time to hit your monthly goals mm -hmm. because this isn't it yet. But the different, yeah, the difference in rent here versus four blocks up mm -hmm. is $26, mm -hmm. you know, difference. It's yeah. insane. So I would tell you this lower part of South End is very exciting. Um, and when you drive around, like, you know, the very, you know, if you see there's five acres behind us that is gonna mm -hmm. be two hotels, uh, 300,000 square feet of office, apartments and condos and retail. And then if you go to the north side of the city and there's like this electric train here called the Blue Line, yeah, yeah. that is the fucking artery of commerce. Right. If you can be in it, you know, if you can be on or near the Blue Line, yeah. you're gonna be okay. Because yeah. the city has dumped in, I don't know, billions into making right. the Blue Line the most used piece of public transportation. It's not ghetto, it's not like back in, I'm from Cleveland. Yeah. Riding the bus in Cleveland and New Jersey, yeah. fuck that. No <laughs> one's doing it, right? You right. Perth Amboy kind of neighborhood. Yeah, like, yeah. no, not a chance. Yeah. Here, it's try it's cool. Yeah. Now, riding a scooter and Uber is probably the preferred method for the millennial kid here. Mm -hmm. But you're also thinking about that market. I went so hard in on the young millennial, just like you were talking about, like these late you're thinking twenty-six to you know, let's call it forty is mm -hmm. kind of where you're thinking. But I went so hard in on a twenty-six-year-old. I didn't realize how quickly I was going to have to change because a 26 year old is in an apartment complex cycle for an average of two years. Yes. So when you sign somebody up, the first question you ask is, oh great, where do you live? And they say apartment complex ABC and be like, awesome. When did you sign your lease? Mm -hmm. Now you have an idea how long you're going to keep that. The average person stays in one apartment complex for one cycle yeah. and then they leave and they go to somewhere to get a better deal. And then after about two apartment complex cycles, they're like, man, I'm tired of paying someone else's mortgage. I'm going to go rent a townhome or a house somewhere around here. I want to feel more like a grown up and because yeah. I don't have a down payment saved up yet. And then 
the girls at our gym starts getting start getting pregnant. Yeah. And they start settling down. Like, you know, so we had to get a pre and postnatal certified instructor. And so our mo our model, because we went so hard in on this 26 year old, who the worst STD they could get is a kid. <laughs> it was like literally, like they were single on Tinder, and I joke around that this is 3D Tinder, friends, fitness, and fuck. Yeah. That's what people go to group fitness for, because everyone's a transplant. Right. They right. are a transplant from the north, from the west. They don't know anybody, and every single person that joins a gym walks in and says, I just moved here and I Googled gyms near me. Yeah. And I'm trying to bunch around. Yeah. And if you're a single person, you're gonna come in and be like, are these my people? Right. And if they are your people, great, you're gonna stay. Yeah. Secondary to the fitness, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I would tell you as you're looking at it and you're kinda like crafting that client experience, you're thinking of this young female focused, 26, 27 young professional, finally making some okay money, you know, kind of cost of living yeah, is, yeah. is reasonable here. Um, but she's actively looking for a mate at some point or she's actively involved in her career and then she yeah. she finds someone she will be actively looking to get married and then mm -hmm. and that's the problem with south end that's what you have to accept your lifetime client value with someone is going to be much shorter than have you opened up in south park of the burbs yeah. unless you can't live here so well okay that's a good point because hoboken jersey city same thing with yeah. that thing and it's the same age group. And yep. women would come in, they'd get married, they'd yep. have kids, but they would stay and work it out because they didn't have programs built sure. around that. They had like the mommy and me class yeah. and all that stuff. It's, yeah, so having those programs is great. The problem with this is this, um, so when I got into the commercial real estate, I got really nerdy and geeked out on city council meetings, zonings. Yeah. I'm going to get my commercial real estate license. Like this district is mm -hmm. not designed the city doesn't want a lot of single family homes they want yeah. density they want you in for yeah. a handful of years and then you're gone mm -hmm. and the problem is if you want to buy around here yeah fucking insane yeah so most most of these kids when they when they want to stay they, they get used to being able to walk to the breweries and the gym and all this mm -hmm. other stuff they can't stay in south end right they they're moving to south charlotte mm -hmm. they're moving to noda or plaza midwood or to yeah. the west side and finding a single family starter home in the 250 to 300 thousand dollar range yeah. and that's just not south end south end you do you you can't even find homes in south end just rentals right. now this area loso is meant to be a residential meant we to be looked at a house okay yeah so it's meant to be more single family home friendly but that's still several years away from that yeah. really taking flight so that's the other thing you're sort of looking at is you say okay i realize the nice thing about this uh the south end market there oh there's always a new there's always someone new moving in yeah always someone new moving in but it my lifetime my career yeah, it does but my lifetime client value is is going to be shorter than had i gone to the burbs yeah right um the other thing to think about too is it was really easy back in the day to leverage the apartment complexes. 32 apartment complexes within three square miles of here, mm -hmm. and they all have social calendars. Yeah. Where the leasing agents have to do shit with the residents. Yeah. And it's very easy to go ahead back in the day and call one up, like, hey, I'm Stu, and I own this gym. We'd love to host a free open house workout. Yeah, yeah. I literally built my entire business on the back of giving leasing agents free memberships so that when they were sore and giving a tour and they can barely walk up the steps. Exactly. Yeah. And and now that that's it, it, everybody, everyone's trying to do that. So they I mean they just get bombarded and they just pick the one that they like and it goes like it's very difficult now. Um, you know, but that I don't believe in saturation though either. Especially in a city like Charlotte, there is no shortage. Each one of these apartment complexes has anywhere from two hundred and fifty to four hundred units. Right. Your studio at fifteen to ten people a class might be able to hold 150 people. If you're gonna be in a density-based market, mm -hmm. 
you either really niche down and you tribal, like get super tribal. Yeah. We only want these people. Yeah. Like metabolic is, and you, if you go, you could definitely go check these gyms. They're like, we don't, we don't want overweight people. We are not your fat loss gym. Yeah. If you have weight to lose and you are overweight, this is not the place for you. We want people that look like they're fucking Lululemon models. <laughs> we want people who are ex-athletes, who are willing to work hard and are not gonna ask me, you know, if they can have, you know, uh, a tub of yogurt before they work out. We want yeah. people who get it already. Yeah. And, but they niche down. It took them years to find that tribe. But once you find it and you own it, mm -hmm. oh my God, like, I mean, they, they're, they're killing it. They franchise, they have yeah. nine locations in 10 states right now. Nice. Um, I, I, you know, I, I love the idea of a women's only facility. I think um, one of the things to truly look at too is, you know, you look at the thing like ride or die. It's not a women's only facility, but 95% of their attendees are women. Yeah, I definitely would want to brand it in a way where I wouldn't have to say it. Correct. You just know it. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So but what you're going to get then is you realize I'm going to have 92% females, 8% yeah. gay dudes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. Like that's, that's exactly what it's going to end up being. Yeah. Um, Barry's boot camp mm -hmm. is very cliche and stereotypical uh, and very strong in the, in the homosexuality community. Like the gay yeah. community fucking loves Barry's. Yeah. Um, a bunch of my buddies who are gay, they can't wait for that fucking thing to yeah. open. Like, they are so excited, and um, you know, and not and now again, but that is, it's kind of the the unofficial brand. Like, if you've ever been to the one in Boston or New York or any of these yeah, places, yeah. It, it's very much that posh. Mm -hmm. They have all Kiehl's products and the fucking showers right. and all. Like, exactly. it, it's very very posh. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I I love the idea. The the thing is too. I think I think where you're ultimately, I think the biggest thing is when you do the math of square footage. Yeah. Your rent, your fixed expenses, your variable expenses, and then you look at that number. My guess is you're probably either you're gonna have to play with the volume. I, I, so I would tell you you're probably gonna be wanting to look at classes at a minimum, minimum of 20. Yeah. That doesn't mean you need to go balls to the wall with equipment. Have you been to a burn boot camp yet? No, I haven't. Go see what those fuckers do. They yeah. pump in 50 women per class. Hardly any equipment. Glute bands. Yeah. Right? Little bullshit. Like, it's it's a very impressive model from an operational capacity standpoint. Yeah. How many people can we service at one time and at what price point per client? Right. And you play two games. Again, you play volume, lower price points, or you pay higher right. price point, lower volume. It's mm -hmm. very simple. Mm -hmm. um, that's why, you know, smaller restaurants have to be more expensive. They right. just can't serve as many people. Right. And you're going to have five hours a day to make money. You're going to have maybe two morning, and then you'll have two to three afternoon. You'll eventually develop, or two to three evening. You'll eventually develop an afternoon or two. Yeah. But really, when you think about it, in 24 hours, you're paying rent every fucking hour. You're gonna have five, six, maybe you'll grow to seven or eight mm -hmm. hours over the course of a few years right. to really make that money. Right. Um, I'm a huge fan. Uh, it's, a, it's something I have what I call like PT first. Personal training is the bedrock it is the foundation of everything fitness we do today mm -hmm. and it's underutilized so like I'll work with a yoga studio yoga studios don't do personal training right but if you when was the first time you took a yoga class years ago okay when you went in did you kind of feel like an asshole when you didn't know what warrior three was <laughs> sure, yeah. and like you hear a word and you're like oh shit what's like everyone doing? Yeah. yeah and so I go to yoga studios and I tell them, you need to start selling one-on-one -on -one instruction first. And they're like, nobody will do that. Nobody in yoga does that. I'm like, and that's why it'll fucking work. Yeah. You go ahead and you tell Sally when she signs up, we're gonna sign you up for three one-on-one -on -one sessions and we're gonna antiquate you with all the lingo. 
We're gonna tell you how, where to position your feet on the mat. We're gonna work on your balance. That way when you go in on day one for your actual class, yeah, no, nobody yeah. will know you're new. Yeah. Everyone will think you're a veteran. Yeah. And that, you're selling the sleep, not the mattress. What you're selling is the personal training. Yeah. But really what you're selling is, you won't look like an asshole. You won't have the anxiety that you don't know what's going on. Everyone will think you're a veteran and a regular. Sure. And that is, that's the amazing thing. So get yoga studios on it, CrossFit gyms, it's really fucking easy to sell them on that idea. But even like Gina, like you know, tell these girls for an extra $25, they can come in for 30 minutes early and you'll go over. Do you know how many people are scared because they don't know? I've never spun before. I've yeah. never had spin. Yeah. And it, into a fitness professional, I'm like, you sit on the fucking bike lady. <laughs> Like the most hard, the hardest thing is clipping yeah. in your fucking shoes. Yeah. But there are people every day, all day, who pay $25, $40 to not look like an asshole. Yeah. Bottom sure. line. Bottom sure. line. It's like golf. You see a bunch of guys in, you know, run the, the, the office and one of them's like, oh, you're going to come to our golf outing? Yeah. Guarantee that fucker goes and hires a golf instructor really quick because he doesn't want to look bad in front yeah, of his friends, so family, strangers, whatever it may be. It's just, it's human nature. So that's one thing. If you're going to stay small, you're gonna to wanna to look at a second revenue stream. You're not gonna to wanna to just look at your EFT, you know, the monthly draft. Yeah. You're gonna also wanna look at that second revenue stream of private one-on-ones. Right. And also, yeah. it's just, there's not enough money in the system. Like if you had, again, let's say five classes, and you sold all five classes out at 20 people a class. So we now have 100 people a day. Yeah. And let's say 100 people a day are paying $15 a class. Right. So $1,500 a day. Right. Those economics, and you're, you know, in the beginning, you're not going to sell every class, but those economics will work, but not at a profit margin where you're eventually then able to hire full-time staff. Right. It exactly. gets, it gets very, you, you pretty much, you pretty much bought yourself a 60 hour week yeah. job that pays you $38,000 a year. Yeah. Is it, is it, which is not why you got into the business, right? You got into the business yeah. to grow a business and a business has only grown when you can walk away from it and it does its thing. Exactly. Um, so like there's little things like that I, I would really I really look into and think about say like, okay whatever yeah. fitness methodology I come up with and you're not and like so your background is not training and exercise and all no. that right? Well, that, I'm going for my GFI, but that's cool. like neither here nor there. Yeah. I would I would tell you if you if you haven't been th I would tell you that you would probably want to look at a strategic business partner. I don't believe in. So partners. I've been thinking about that too, and I, I do and I don't and I struggle with this okay. a lot. And I think I would I would want to in the sense that. I'm not familiar with this market. Yes. So I think finding somebody here that is would be big for me. Yeah. I don't because I want this to be my brand and I want to call the shots. <laughs> 100%. I think when, you, if, when I think of partnerships, I'm generally not a fan of them. Yeah. Unless the person brings, there's two things really to the table. Mm -hmm. They're either bringing cash when you yeah. have none or they're bringing experience and yeah. an SME, a subject matter expert, when you have none. Yeah. Um, on the latter of the two, like that fitness professional, if you sat down with somebody and you knew someone and maybe they're from Hoboken or they've been to that studio or maybe they're from here yeah, and they've seen stuff and you, you kind of hit it off. Let's know. I'm looking for someone to help me craft a fitness class experience that is different. So that is spin with some dumbbells in it, yeah. right? This is... Um, you know, it's CrossFit, but without the intimidation and the douchiness, right? <laughs> it's, you know, everyone's got their thing. Mm -hmm. I want to create, you know, uh, Orange Theory is a treadmill, a rower, and, a fr yeah. and free weights, right? Mm -hmm. Berries is just treadmill and free weights. Mm -hmm. um, at 45, it's 16 stations, two people each for 32 yeah, yeah, people yeah. total. Like, what is our thing going to be? Yeah. That is something you're definitely going to want an SME on. 
because the one thing that everyone who has a training degree and certification and all that shit in Charlotte and does this as a trainer, mm -hmm. the one thing they all want to do is not be a trainer forever. Yeah. They want to be a part of something. I'm not saying ownership, mm -hmm. but maybe it's an equity split or a profit share and you, you yeah. know, they work, you know, maybe it's sweat equity. There's a lot of fucking chicks running around here with fucking trust fund money that would, you know, that literally like mommy and daddy would be okay with them pursuing their dream if yeah. they were helping a startup company. It happens every single fucking day. Yeah. And because uh, otherwise you're going to get, you know, in, especially in this market because I mean, it's insane to have all those big players that I listed earlier on one fucking road. Yeah. One road. And these are companies that know their fitness methodology inside and out. Right. So if you show up on scene, and it's people bend to all them and then you get to yours and it's like, this looks like it's kind of just like, it's going to be apparent. Yeah. And no matter how dope the music is and you fucking have tea tree essential oils everywhere <laughs> and whatever it is and embroidered towels, right. and whatever, you're gonna, eventually the fitness methodology does have to work. It right. has to speak, you know, um, HSM is a, is a very high end studio here in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Closer to the Myers Park area, which is yeah. a little bit uh, a wealthier neighborhood. That's called Hilliard Studio Method. Okay. I think you would be very intrigued to see it. Think of bar meets Pilates meets very, very unintimidating little boot camp kind of scenario. And yeah. that's kind of their thing. And they cater to the stay-at-home moms in Myers Park, whose mm -hmm. dads are surgeons and doctors for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. And that's it. Like That is the status mm -hmm. symbol. It's the equivalent to driving a fucking Escalade yeah. in that area of town. It is a status symbol, just like Lululemon. Right. The reason no motherfucker throws away a Lululemon bag is because it becomes a status symbol. Right. Right. So, and that's the other thing too. I really think for women's boutique, you need a Lululemon bag, or exactly. you need you need a thing that people covet more than the fucking gear that goes in it. Yeah. Right. Um, I've always been a big fan of, of what they've done. You know, with their little manifesto on the bag and all that stuff, and just getting someone to, to just think of something that's ordinary. Yeah. That you throw away anyway. You get rid of anyway and make it extraordinary. Yeah, and this is what I was mentioning earlier with the borderline yeah. lifestyle brand. Like that the Instagram, all that marketing piece sure. has to come into play too. And backtracking to what we were talking about earlier with the what's the something else you can do, what's the other revenue stream you can find. Yeah. Beyond the, the PT element, sure. For women, I mean young women, you got the wedding van, right? Like you can do different types sure. of wedding packages. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if I would necessarily want to get into this space, but there's always the pairing with the dietitian and maybe sure. there's some type of meal program that you can yeah. include as well. I think for, for women in this age bracket, there's just a lot of different things that you sure. can do. You know, when you look at stuff like things like retail, right? Like mm -hmm. um, a lifestyle brand, any of these companies, they, they're going to make maybe, if they're doing it well, they'll make 30% margins on their retail. Right. But overall, that retail might account for 15% of total monthly sales. Yeah. Like really good companies will get it up to like 20, 20 and change, wherever it may be, somewhere above 20% or so. But and it's also advertising, right? But when you talk retail, you're, it's advertising, yes it is. But mm -hmm. you're also talking, the only ones that do that have four seasonal drops, and out of each season, there's actually too many drops each season. You're talking mm -hmm. eight drops a year of new merch, fresh shit that's on trend, that's right. the, like, and then you have to have the right people wear them and it's got to, you've got to pay for the marketing on it. Like once you go retail, it gets very, like it's, that, yeah. have you been able, how much have you been able to like nest it? Cause I know you said you guys, do you guys just buy a house down here? You're renting? We just bought a house okay. down here. Yeah. So, which sucks out a lot of your liquid, yes. right? When it happens. Yes. 
I, the other thing I would highly recommend, especially here, because you know, I don't think, I'm, I don't know where your uh, beliefs are from an economics perspective and things like that. If there is a recession, I think Charlotte, it'll be a soft one in Charlotte, yeah. and banking cities always seem to get out first. Yeah. But it, it, it will come, and, and when it does, that is gonna be the best time to go when, say, 45 studios of different fitness methodologies just within six miles of radius of Charlotte. Mm -hmm when 13 of them go out of business and you're able to buy out their lease and their equipment for pennies on the fucking dollar. When there's yeah. blood in the street, that's a good time to make a move. Yeah, so here's kind of where I'm at too. I just renewed a contract with Duke. So I have to stay for at least a year to keep myself close. So I have a year to figure all this out. My concern is that sweet spot between waiting too long and somebody else takes my idea and runs. The market is so hot, so expensive and hot right now. Yeah. It's fucking insane how expensive everything yeah. is. And it's just a matter of time. And it's not gonna drop, bomb's not gonna drop out. Yeah. And there's, it's not gonna slow down. Mm -hmm. Like Charlotte's growth is not Well, and that's what, this is, this is Hoboken and Jersey City 10 years ago. Sure. It looks just like it, it feels just like it. And that's why I wanna like kinda have my affairs in order. Sure. So again, when my time's up at Duke, I can just be like, all right, it's go time, let's let's do this. Let's get corporate life to the curb. How <laughs> much uh, in your corporate work is like kind of networking, all recruiting? Of it. All of it. That's how I think you should think about this entire yeah. thing. Your gig, if it's if it's my if I was gonna give you some recommendation, spend a year taste testing every different thing. Yeah. Are you familiar with Sweatnet? Yeah. Okay, cool. Really? So Sweatnet, those girls are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um talk with them and literally let them know. I'm looking That's to do this good, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um to fucking talk with me and I told you to do this and just yeah. be like I want to go, who can you connect with? I want to go just try things. I want to talk yeah. to different studio managers. Because in a year, there's going to be a studio manager at a flywheel or an orange tree or whatever that is like, I'm sick with this. I want to start my yeah. own thing. They don't have the money. They're not ready to go. Mm -hmm. And then potentially you could be there and be like, I'm looking to bring someone on ground level. They're yeah. going to be my GM. They have a profit share once, we, once we're in the black. Mm -hmm. And now you have something that you can help me grow and yeah. help me build. Yeah. I think that would be the biggest thing because the to what because to show up in so when I showed up in Charlotte 2000 and in 2009 I was doing consulting work for a Globo gym here in Charlotte they had locations in Charlotte and in Kentucky okay. and I sat and I chilled for a year just stacked away money and I just yeah. got a feel because I wasn't even like when I moved here I didn't fucking know where I was living I lived in Elizabeth which was not the cool it was in South End mm -hmm. and then I found South End and all I did every fucking day I just worked. My office was every coffee shop, every yeah. little bar, and I went around and I just got a feel for, oh, this makes sense, this blue line thing, that's kind of cool, fucking yeah. everyone's gonna be, I just learned the landscape. Yeah. I just go and network and I met with other business owners, and even in different industries, mainly salon, spa, because it's very yeah. similar to what we do, hospitality based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you start making friends and networking, and you really start to see the shape of what works here. Yeah. The one thing that works really well in Charlotte, fitness-wise, events. Yeah, so Sweatnet is an events company. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're not they're not what people think they are. They're an events company. They'll put on a, a yoga event here, and mm -hmm. they will sell out a hundred and fifty tickets like yeah. that. This entire fucking thing, it, like fire marshal come in, he'd shut me down in a second. <laughs> Don't pack it full of hundred fifty people. Yeah. But if they were to say, oh, it's a class serving movement every other week, nobody would ever come. Yeah. It's because it's an event. Got it's it. something cool. Like yeah. events are huge, especially in this, because again, it's something to ask them. The other thing too I would tell you to fuck with, wait and see what happens in the Bumble Tinder market. Like, they're, so and the reason I ask that, the reason yeah. I say that, the majority of your clientele will be single. Yeah. 
you want to be the best first date anyone can have. But you know what's great about doing a first date with somebody? And again, for you being an all women's facility, it's a little bit different, but you don't have to talk to them during the workout. Yeah. You know, but you have something to talk about yeah. after the workout. That's true. You know, so like, you know, the regional rep for Bumble for North Carolina is, is here. Like, but you look at these kind of things that are event based and Bumble puts on events. They'll like rent out a bar or a nightclub kind of thing. Yeah. Like those are great ways to bring brand awareness. Yeah. So let's say maybe you're opening a facility and you've got nine months of upfit. Mm-hmm. You're fucking with Sweatnet and any of the Bumbles and stuff. Anything out there that can do event planning yeah. to just get the name of the studio out there. Yeah, so let people like this is a great place to meet people, not even like mates and like potential partners, but just yeah, friend, friends, girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. Um, all these wine and uh, wine and paint fucking yeah. joints that have opened up <laughs> everywhere. You know, I'll be like, hey, listen, we'd love to go ahead and I'd love to do a collab with you guys where we do something there. Um, I'm a huge fan of doing collabs with retail. Yeah. Retail on the weekends and it is, is tough, especially early in the morning. But like in anthropology, mm-hmm. you say, listen, we're gonna go ahead and we have this full body, body weight only boot camp yoga hybrid class we do. Mm-hmm. What time do you guys open up at 11 a.m. on Sunday? Can we come in and we're gonna put on a 10 a.m. No pain, no champagne, little workout yeah, kind yeah. of scenario. And I'll, I'll bring mimosas and stuff afterwards, and then people can shop. And maybe anyone who attends gets ten percent yeah. off. Everyone here is down the collab. We do with the, we still do with apartment complex. We go and buy. Yeah. We do a hangover thing where we go buy biscuits and mimosas, and then any of the residents can come down to the clubhouse and shoot the shit with me or whoever is there, and yeah. we give them a free week. And they say, nice. "What is it?" I'm like, "Oh, it's this place to work out and get work done. Come check it out." And if one person shows up in that whole thing. And again, it's not, we don't look at it as an ROI of, are we making a transaction on a membership? Like no one's whipping out their credit card and eating their biscuit. It's just brandy. I met a guy who was cool and he's from that gym. I'm gonna go check that out. Cause they have to like you. Right. This here, they fall in love with. Again, that culture we talked about, you weren't in love with the culture on day one. You were intrigued by the culture. Mm -hmm. You liked the culture. But you, it wasn't, it didn't sell you on day one. It grows on you more and more. Cause culture is also the people. You met friends there. You knew people in your classes. Mm-hmm. So the, the culture, it, it hits you first, it sees you like, okay, I, I, I can see myself at this place. Yeah. And then it just takes over like a fucking virus that you mm-hmm. can't stop when it's done consistently and with focus. Yeah. It's when it's, you know, it's when a gym bounces around, you're like, we're gonna try this this week, we're gonna try this that week, and it's not consistent. Right, it's getting those memberships and. Yeah, and, it, and, just, and it's also having an idea, and like by visiting all these other different studios, like um, my favorite place to go is New York City because it is just the fucking playground of Have crazy. Have you been there? Switch playground? Oh my no. God, it was awesome, it's no. so good. I forget who owns that. It's like some crazy Australian dude. He's huge. He's massive. And he literally stands on a podium in the middle of the gym, turns the lights down. This disco ball comes on. Music is so loud. And I think there's 50 or 60 people in their time. And you switch every two minutes to a different station Station. with a partner. And you like don't know what's going on. You don't know where you are. It's a nightclub with some fitness. Yeah. Yeah, And it's in a basement. Yes. (laughs) It's nuts. It's awesome. You see ideas like a con body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Combody, like all these amazing niches New York City just owns. Mm-hmm. And um, you're seeing you're seeing a lot of those hybrids, like Box and Flow is a studio I love in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, boxing and yoga and, and yeah. you know stuff like that. that. That's that's probably the trendiest thing right now with Rumble and all that shit mm-hmm. is is boxing and just because it's dancing. Like mm-hmm. boxing to music yeah. is fun for everybody. Yes. People who can't dance feel like they're yeah. dancing and they feel very athletic <laughs> when they do it and there's nothing more primal than hitting something. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants to hit something at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, there's a ton of cool ideas out there and there's a lot of openings and gaps in the scene right now. Gold's Gym uh, was, uh, had a huge Gold's Gym location in Uptown, just shut down. Yeah. Because that's what our parents went to. Yeah. It's not, it's not cool. Like you don't want to go there. Now the Dowd YMCA, they just did a $9 million renovation on it. That's cool as fuck. So what's crazy to me, that was one of the craziest things moving down here. Everybody loves the YMCA in what's New the, Jersey. the Bible Belt? Oh no, nobody in Cleveland knows a fuck about the YMCA. It's this is YMCA Central. This is the yes. Bible Belt. Yes. Sunday's church is life, right? I mean, yeah. I went to Catholic school and I went to St. Joe's, but fuck it, I don't go to church. But down here, like yeah. a lot of our clients, there's the cool, trendy churches that you walk in and it's an old rehab warehouse and they have a Starbucks in the corner and they have, you know, a Bible study, which kind of feels like a dance party. Like it's, you know, yeah. and electric guitars and shit. Yeah. And it's, it is a very cool Southern thing to do. And um, football season, you know, again, like, yeah. you know, that's the other thing too. You've got like, these guys will be doing uh, detox, retox rides, yeah. you know, on Sundays yeah, before yeah, yeah. tailgating. You have to follow the culture of sure. me and, and with all the breweries. Every brewery has a fitness class. Yeah. Every brewery. Yeah. You literally, there's entire blog articles written how to do fitness for free in Charlotte, four days a week. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to, maybe you don't want to, but it's also like, those aren't the clients that we want no. either. Now we want someone who wants the status of being a part of your thing. Yeah. I do think the benefit to all these big names moving down here gives individuals like me and you opportunity. I agree. Because uh, South End, if you drive up and down, you do not see a lot of chains. You really don't. And again, that's the Hoboken, Jersey City. But, but that was 10 years ago. Yeah. And now there are big names moving That are moving in there because they can, because they're the only ones that can afford the fucking right. be there at some point. Right. Rent gets so high and yuck, Chipotle can afford a fucking location there. The mom and pop burrito joint, uh-uh. No. Yeah. But the nice thing is too, is once you get a foothold in an area, and then whether you're, if you're renting or whatever it is, at some point you're probably gonna have to leave. It's, it's a crazy, so I did an analysis for a bunch of gyms here in Charlotte. Average increase annually in the rent is 3%. Right. So in 10 years, are you really gonna sell 30% more memberships just to cover your, your rent. rent? Yeah, no, nope. <laughs> no, so gentrification will always do what gentrification does. Yeah. You will be in an area, you will develop a following. Yeah. You will either try to extend your lease and you'll, your profit margin will go down and you'll stay there because that's your flagship store, yeah. but you realize this increase of rent, you're gonna eat it profit margin wise, but now you have a wrap. So in eight yeah. years, you go and open it up in the new, eh, it's a little rough, but it's gonna be cool as fuck because rent's down here. And I know yeah, I can yeah, ride yeah. that for 10, 12 years. Yeah. That is how multiple location leasing happens in growing urban districts like this. And, but you look at it, you're like, 20 years, am I really gonna do 60%? Yeah. No, no, not a chance. Mm -hmm. Digital's another thing you gotta start thinking of. If you haven't fucked with Peloton yet, start fucking oh, with Oh yeah, it. I love Peloton. Yes. <laughs> Digital is going to be a revenue stream every yeah. studio is going to need. So when I go to cancel yeah. and I'm like, you like, Stu, why are you canceling? I'm like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm studying for the bar. I'm going back to school. Yeah. I'm like, well, what are you going to do for fitness? Like, you know, you guys have shown me some stuff. I got an apartment complex gym. I was knocking out there. Like, well, you know, for $18.99 a month, we do have an online, an app you can use. Right. You can follow along with the workouts with the instructors you love. Like, that's not a thing anyone needs to worry about now. But my thought is like in three to five years, yeah. that's gonna be a thing you're gonna have to yeah. worry about. Yeah, who, have you ever heard of um, Tone It Up? Yeah, the Tone It Up girls, of course. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> like really wish I thought of that first. I mean, Come on. 
you again you when you have the look and you yeah. can pull it off and you can you can appeal to the, the female avatar that wants yes. to look and feel like that and yep. wants a curated Instagram where I look like that. They it's turned a, all of their clients into mini marketers. It's nuts. 100 percent It's genius. And how many of their clients have never met them in person? <laughs> like all of them, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. So when we talk about that culture. Yeah. That's a culture created through a fucking screen yeah. where you were yeah. so in love with the brand they created through a fucking exactly. a, a three by three fucking picture. It's, wild. it's, it's so wild. It's absolutely wild. But it's the power of, again, a look and a feel and consistency with right. it. Those girls nail the fucking consistency of the product and service yeah. that they put out yeah. and the voice. Um, oh, yeah. A book I highly recommend as you're getting this Primal Branding by Patrick Hanlon is an amazing branding book. I, every everybody I ever work with, I tell them get that book. Yeah. It talks about the seven elements of, of your brand that you need mm -hmm. to develop. Things like lexicon, things like yeah. you know, different in New York, you're a New Yorker. Yeah, that's got a fucking brand to it, yeah. right? Jersey girl. Jersey girl. There you go. Yeah. No, I got that. Yeah. That's my brand at my job. Yeah. <laughs> they know I'm gonna throw around words. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's uh, but it just it's one of these things that I, I, I love it and I think again I think you're in a, you're in the right city for it. Yeah. You need to save your ass off. Yeah. Hundred percent save your ass off. Um, hope that we have a little downtick and you need to figure out your model. You need to look around and see and literally just create a notebook or a spreadsheet. Orange Theory F45, Metabolic. So I actually have that. And yeah. I had class pass when I first yeah. got down here. And I described the experience for each studio that I went to before I injured my knee. So I've been out for five months, I'm a little behind. But nothing was quite the experience that I want to create. Correct. Now, I want you to take you out of it. Because when we yeah. develop brand, brand is not what you and me think it is. It's right. what they, they think, think it is. is. We yeah. have no control of the brand. Yeah. I, you know, I do my best to put little fucking things here and there and make mm -hmm. this really nice. If somebody comes in here, we had the biggest issue for everyone. First year and a half that we moved in here, everyone walked in and goes, this is a CrossFit gym. It's not. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck me, God damn it. <laughs> I tried so hard not I to tried so that. hard not to make those. So we, <laughs> the walls weren't painted. We yeah, had this big yeah. pull-up And it was like the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we kept going through and now less and less. I will sit here with, AirPod, with my AirPods on and I don't have shit on. Yeah, just I'm just listening to what motherfuckers say. Yeah. So hard. what I would recommend while you're doing this now is you start making a social network here. Yeah. Talk to the people who are going yeah, to these studios and ask them. You want to know what they, because you and me, we're always going to have our own bias in yeah, this. Yeah, but that's, that's right. yeah. This is not, what we developed here was not even necessarily what I wanted. Mm -hmm. It's what I believed the market needed. I needed something that was, you know, CrossFit, but less intimidating and Orange Theory, but less boring. Yeah. That's where I need is the white space right in there. Orange Theory kills me. And that's where that's and that's my my whole white space theory is find two models mm -hmm. that are on the same spectrum but opposite ends. Yeah. And then get in the middle. Yeah, I like that's that. That's the key. I like that. That's good. All right, so it's the networking. It's the looking at all the different gyms. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, like the sweatnet events are because you'll meet people mm -hmm. and just you're there to mm -hmm. talk and listen and then write down what is it people like, what don't they like. Fitness is much like the microbrewery scene. Yeah. Let's say a bunch of us are all going out and yeah. we're all like, we're going to Sycamore Brewery. Mm -hmm. And I could be like, fuck, I don't really like the beer there, but all my buddies are going. So yes. fuck it, I'm going yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That's fitness is nomadic in Charlotte and a class pass market is nomadic. Just bounce around to whatever my friends are doing, whatever event is going on. But eventually, class pass is much like Tinder mm -hmm. and you eventually want to like, eh, 
I'm tired of doing something different every yeah. day. I just have to settle down and actually get some results. Mm -hmm. I would actually like to just stick to one. I want to settle down. Mm -hmm. And that's when someone like, you know, we, one of our biggest stats that we look at is how, how long does it take for us to convert a class passer? Yeah. And that's a big one. I've talked to a few people about that. Yeah. And it, it converting a class passer because the mindset has to be there. But class pass is the best when you first move here. Mm -hmm. Like I tell people, like when we do a console, I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, if you're brand new to Charlotte, class pass is a great yeah. way to taste test. It's like getting a flight of beer. Yeah. You get to taste test everything and find out what it is you like. Yeah. And then you just hope that you've done such a consistent job. Just like Chipotle, that fucking burrito in California and Charlotte, North Carolina is made <laughs> the same in every way. Yeah. That's why people love it. Yeah. No, it's totally true. I had another thought and I totally forgot it. Oh, design thinking. Are you familiar with design thinking? In what way? I feel like you would like it. <laughs> Just based on the way that we've been talking about things. So there's a few different, like they use it a lot in corporate America and I always think it's bullshit. And then I used it once in my personal life and I was like, sure. So basically, it's like if you have an idea and you're brainstorming, you jot everything down as separate ideas on different post-it notes, and you notice clusters of different yeah. things. Yeah. And you can do it for all sorts yeah. of ideas. There's so many different types of exercises. Um, but I love it, and I started doing it for this. And I decided to like big bucket some of my ideas that came through like that clustering exercises. And it was like things that I know that I want, like all the ideas that I have, I think this is really gonna work. And then there's like my oh shit post-its where I'm like, I don't know what to do about yeah, this yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, uh, when, uh, when I have a concept gym and they're trying to think of their name, and everyone's like, I, I think I know what I'm gonna do. Shut the fuck up. Don't worry about the name. You <laughs> yeah. do the name last. Yeah. We literally, I won't, speak to you. I won't even talk to someone about a name. Yeah. I want 50 adverbs yeah. as to how people are going to move inside your gym. How they're gonna, then I want 50 adjectives as to how they're gonna describe you, the classes, the scenery, yeah. all that stuff. And then you go down the line and just like you said, you find common denominators yeah. and then you keep those, you put those in a separate bucket or Trello, whatever you're using yeah. for it and you start looking and it comes to you in the shower yeah. one day or while you're driving, you must fucking murder everyone <laughs> on the road. You gotta pull over and write it down before it I escapes you. That. Yeah, that's yeah. how, I love that's I how they, that. yeah. yeah. No, that's perfect. You're right on. I think you you will eat up primal branding. Oh, you gosh. love it. I'm so excited. Okay. You love I'm it. I'm gonna get that tonight.